when once that happened, I you know I, I called the people, the recruiter, that you know, I guess they was liking what I was saying. Yeah. And they said you got the money to make a decision. So Ooh. I said, <laughs> so I said, wow, you know I'm broke. So my decision is I'm going overseas. <laughs> you feel me? Where did I park? Where did I park? Welcome to another journey in trying to find out where did I park? I'm your host, Chris, better known as CP, and I'm here to park some of my thoughts and feelings so I can clear my head and get my life together. So here goes nothing. Thank you so much for another week of great feedback. I am really glad to hear that I'm not alone in making sure that I check myself. Sometimes it's easy to forget that you don't always have to have all the answers, but it's good to understand that those who look up to you and climb with you don't always need them. They just need your support, they need your guidance, and most of all, they need your value. And I got them on that. So salute to everyone in theirs who also have that lockdown as well. So I don't want to take up too much time before getting into it today, but I'm super excited to talk to my guest today. I've been trying to get up with him for a minute, but uh, time zones and life struggles have been a little difficult, but we got him today. And I remember the exact moment I met him. I remember the first conversation we had. I remember since day one, he's always been as authentic as you'll see today. Uh, My friend James has been living, working, and traveling overseas for over 10 years. One conversation with him will highlight exactly how he does it and why he does it. He's definitely never met a stranger, and he's definitely never been afraid to give you the real, real, real perspective on what's happening. Since sixth grade, he's always been that way, and I know he'll be that way today, too. I would hope that you enjoy and find something out of talking with him, but I already know that you will, because it's just like that. We're all similar images of those before us, but I challenge you to find somebody more one of a kind than James is. So without leading you on any longer or belaboring this anymore, I want you to enjoy this conversation with my good friend James Leo Washington V, aka J International, and well known as the face of travel. Travel, 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 travel. Whatever it is, we, we in here, man. Yes, sir. Yes, sir, man. So, uh, Man, first off, you got to tell me, how was Japan? Yeah, man, Japan, man, I'll be honest with you, man. You've you, you been on me for a long time, and I've been out shared a lot of my trips with you over the over the years, man. Japan was one of my best trips in my life, bro. Um, I didn't expect I was going to have that much fun, man. Um, I've always wanted to go to Japan. I should have went, like, years ago. But I, I was in a situation where, because, you know, in the summertime, I usually like to go to Europe. Mm-hmm. But I said, let me do something different. So I picked Japan. And it turned out to be amazing. And also, I got to um, run into one of my friends I haven't seen in, in like 20 years, Jermaine Baker, a good good friend of mine, man. He's from uh, he's from Pontiac. We met when I was at St. Mary's back in the days. Right. And uh, he lived over there. He'd been living over there 12 years, man. Oh, wow. He yeah, he didn't put himself in the culture. Like, he didn't got like, he got kids over here, man. He didn't learn the language a little bit, man. He, he's, oh, he's okay. There. He out there in Okinawa, which is the island off the coast of Japan. And for those that may know or may not know, there's a lot of military bases out there. So we have an Air Force base out there. Yeah. Gang of Marine bases. So it's a lot of Americans living on that particular island. But it's but it's like having a duty station in paradise for those in the military and for right. visitors 
it's like uh it's japan's hawaii just like you know somebody oh, from California okay. or texas they'll go to hawaii you know out there the japanese they go to okinawa man Mm-hmm. So it was amazing. Uh, so yeah, also um, I had the opportunity to go to Kyoto. Kyoto is like the old Japan. So you got the old temples from back in the day. So mm-hmm. that was amazing too, man. So it was an amazing experience, bro. Tokyo Tokyo was massive. And I've never been to a city that big and, and it was immaculate, man. Like yeah. I didn't see gum on the ground, bro. It was super clean, man. So I mean, it, it was a great experience. I was out there about 15 days. Hey, that's dope. That sounds really cool. Man, so let's uh, let's backtrack a little bit, man. How did you originally uh, start getting overseas? I mean, I know after school, we were both at the crib for a minute. And then uh, one thing I knew you were in Vegas. The next thing I know you was gone. So like backtrack and tell me how all that happened. Okay. Uh, how it happened, man, to be perfectly honest with you. I was, uh, I do remember we was, we was back at the spot. Uh, things weren't working out for me. And I, um, I ended up going to Atlanta. I had some people down there that was, uh, was going to help me out. So in the process of me being in Atlanta, how it all cracked off, for those that, that are old enough to uh, remember, Atlanta had a big uh, tornado that came through there and kind of messed up the CNN center. Oh, yeah, and, okay. And I was there, and my cousins from the West Coast called me to check up on me to make sure I was all right. Mm-hmm. So I said, yeah, I'm all right. Then I was kind of telling them, you know, I'm kind of dealing with some things, going through some things. So they like, look, there's always something you can get into or get to some money out in, in Las Vegas. Whether you had to work at a casino, whatever you need to do to be on your feet. So just come out here since Atlanta ain't working. Yeah. So man, you know me, I, I ain't no stranger, you know, on the road going anywhere. Right. So I passed it to get Atlanta. I packed up all my stuff. And I said, I'm going to drive to Vegas. Man, I, I never make that drive again. But, <laughs> <laughs> but, but in the process of drive, I called my other cousin um, on my father's side. He was living in, in Dallas because that's like the halfway point. Yeah. And I was going to stop through there to get my you know, my rest and my breaks and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So um, while I was there, I already knew he was working overseas. He was working in Kuwait. So he yeah. helped me drive the other end. And he was just telling me how life was over Kuwait at the time. He'd been over there three years. Mm-hmm. So, um, long story short, we get to Vegas, and I'm, I'm, I'm like Vegas. It was, Vegas was cool, good weather. You know, I'm with my my West Coast family because you know, growing up in Michigan, I didn't always get the opportunity to go out there as much as I wanted to. Right. So, you know, I kept up with them, but some kept telling me, you know, I want to, I want to be overseas. I want to be overseas. So I hit my cousin like, look, man, this ain't Vegas is cool, but I ain't getting on my feet as quick as I want to. So he yeah. was like, look, man, I'm to, uh, give you this number to this recruiter, hit him up. And that's how I got introduced to contracting. I didn't know nothing about contracting because for those that don't know, a contractor basically, you, you know, you're doing jobs that the military doesn't have time to do. So you mm-hmm. kind of feel it. And most contractors are prior military. You do have uh, those that are not prior military like myself. You, you've been knowing me for years. I've never been in the military. And growing up where we grow up, there's no major basis. There's no basis right. mission. So mm-hmm. we didn't, you know, we grew up seeing people go to General Motors and Ford and Chrysler. So uh, when once that happened, I, you know, I, I called the people, the recruiter, the, you know, I guess they were liking what I was saying. Yeah. And they said, you got money to make a decision. So I, said, <laughs> so I said, wow, you know, I'm broke. So my decision is I'm going overseas. And you. <laughs> <laughs> you feel me? But the, the crazy thing about it was, you know, I wanted to get away so, so quickly. I didn't even read my contract in depth. I could have had a foul contract, you know. Right, right, <laughs> right. The youngest out there always read what you're getting yourself involved in. Don't you don't make foolish decisions. It ended up working in my favor, but uh, make sure you read everything in its entirety. <laughs> <laughs> so, so after that, so this the story get crazy. I remember I, I was hitting you from Vegas, but 
I'm in Vegas now. I didn't have no place to keep my vehicle because my cousins they um, out there, they didn't have a garage because we was in like this little apartment. So yeah. I had to call my uh, my people's up in uh, LA. I called my family. That look, you, you can stay. Well, you could just stay out here um, before you go overseas. Then our mutual friend BJ's auntie Sandra was out there. So yeah. she said, you can, you can come to Chino Hills and uh, and keep the, your truck in our garage. And yeah. the funny thing is, she been to Kuwait. She was over there in the military. So she was telling me how things was over there and mm -hmm. stuff like that, as well as my cousin. So that's how it all started. Yeah. And um, May, I, I landed in Kuwait May 20th, 2008, man. And I've been overseas ever since, bro. So how long from when you got over there did you start traveling? I actually, man, I started traveling. I got over there in May, uh, January 09. I did my first trip. That's when I went to Dubai for the first time. This this, this is before it was hot to go to Dubai. Like, you know, everybody want to come to Dubai now, but, you know, 10, over 10 years ago, man, it wasn't, it was just still developing. I remember um, when, when I touched down there, anybody that contracted, anybody that been over there from, uh, 09 and before they remember this you know i remember when they was building a lot of these uh the mall like the dubai mall and, and they was finishing the birds Khalifa, all these famous things that people come to dubai uh to see now i was there when they was building it and right. at first i didn't even like dubai like man i made a mistake mm. because on this because the first major trip i made our mutual friend come up again it was with bj i know you remember matter of fact you're supposed to came on that trip to australia you remember yeah man <laughs> i remember you know i remember that one but uh you know i had other plans yeah, you had other plans, and, 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 and some kids came out of them plans, so I ain't yes mad sir, at you. Yes, sir, yes, <laughs> sir. So, so that's how it happened. So I go to Dubai, I'm, I'm a little upset, like, because I spent my New Year's there, which where I could have spent my New Year's in Sydney, which is real famous for. So mm -hmm. I said, man, it, it's all right, so, but I get to Sydney, Australia, man. And I ain't going to lie, I'm mad enough to say it, man. I was so happy to go there, man. I shed some tears on a plane, man. I was, mm. on, I was on Emirates Airlines, one of the best airlines in the world. And I'm going down there. I'm like, I can't believe I'm about to go to the land down under. Uh, then when I was in Atlanta, I worked at the airport working for American Express, signing people up for credit cards. Right. So you know me, I'm, I'm hacking sociable. So I'm up there hollering at everybody. Mm -hmm. And um, and I meet people from Australia. I met this girl named Candace. Candace, we, we still cool. I ain't talked to her in a few years, but I'm pretty sure we still cool. And right. I told her, I said, I'm going to get down to Australia. And every person that I met at the airport, I eventually went and visited them in their, in their, in their, in their, in their country. Oh, when wow. I got to Australia, yeah, yeah, straight up. When I got to Australia, homie, man, it was, man, it was, that still is one of my top trips, man. I met your friend BJ. We, we, we had a ball and we had, and then I planted, I planned that trip to the T, man. We had something to do every day. And on this trip, this was the first time I did a trip for that long. So mm -hmm. I was on a trip for about three weeks. Yeah. Um, I started in Dubai and BJ met me in um, Australia. So we did a week in Sydney. We left Sydney. We were in, in, in New Zealand for about four or five days. And we went back to Australia and went to an area called the Gold Coast, yeah. which is kind of like in Miami. Man, it, it was jumping, man. We saw the kangaroos. We went to an outback. Man, we had, some, <laughs> we had so much fun on that trip, man. We party. Man, we went to the, 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 all the famous beaches in Sydney, Bondi, Manly Beach. So right then, I just knew how powerful traveling is and how it can be life-changing for your life and what you can get out of traveling, man. It just it just changed my life.
life. And I met great people down there that I'm still friends with to this day. And it was crazy, a lot of Americans lived down there. A lot of Americans have went on and moved to Australia mm-hmm. and have great lives. Because, you know, Australia in a lot of ways is similar to America. I just feel it's a little way safer. And yeah. uh, they got the accent. Crikey. You know, that's 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 how it happened. That's when I first started uh, traveling when I moved overseas. So what what is made of uh, January? Was it about seven, seven, eight months later? Mm-hmm. And it was a grind, too, because Kuwait was, it was a hard transition. I because it was so hot. I never been in heat that much, bro. Yeah. So I ain't going to yeah. lie. The transition was difficult, man. But uh, but when I, when I got on that trip, man, it was only popping. And I never stopped. And when I once I got back from that trip in April, a few months later, I took my first trip to Africa, to Ethiopia. Oh. And I, I remember you sent that post to me on Facebook, man. You finally did it. Uh, you remember yeah, sending man. that? Yeah, man, you did. You made it happen. You, you've you been trying to go to Africa since forever. You know, it became something <laughs> you was talking about. And then next thing you know, you was there. Yeah, man. That's what's up, man. So how many countries in Africa have you been to? Oh, uh, last time I come out, if, uh, if I remember correctly, I think I think about 16 or 17 countries. Man, that's straight. So how do you plan uh, which ones you're going to go to next? Like, how do you plan your trips out? Wow, that's, that's everybody always asks me that question. And that's a great question, man. What, what I would tell people, man, a lot of times, man, what I do, you kind of want to follow your heart and follow what you like to do. You know, so like as far as Africa, like then when you travel different places, you gonna you, you want to different places gonna give you different experiences. So when I'm in Africa, Africa is more so, man, I'm a black man, and I'm in the motherland. When it gave me one of those experiences, like man, this is where civilization started. You know, this yeah. is you know, all the great kingdoms. So you know, like when I went to Ethiopia, man, I thought. I went back in time, man. I'm, I'm, I'm mm. thinking like I'm about to be King David or Solomon or something. It was, I was tripped out, man. My mind was tripping, man. I was thinking all type of wild stuff, mm-hmm. man. So basically, it's, it's just the mood. Then also too, to add, answer that question, once you start traveling, the more you travel, you 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 start figuring out more about yourself. So how I would have planned a trip ten years ago is different from how I would plan one now, right. because as you know, age plays a factor in it. You know your, your experiences, and, and, and now um, I'm at I'm at an age now where I'm not necessarily just some some people like to just travel just to go party party. Mm-hmm. But me, I, I try to get the full essence of the trip. I want the culture, I want the education. Then I will go out. You know, even I even was like that in my in my younger years. Yeah. So basically, just to you know answer that question, it's just all about following your heart. Just following mm-hmm. your heart and something that sparks your, your interest. Mm-hmm. And that's how I would say, man. You know, that's the you know. That's how I do it. And when you go to these places, do you like set up tours or you meet with like a travel person or you try to find somebody you know that that's kind of over there already? Uh, you know what, that's that's another great question. And it, it is, it's interesting you said that because as you know, we the same age. And, and, and you know, when I first started traveling, man, the internet wasn't popping yet. You remember them days when the internet wasn't popping? Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> So, so back then, man, you would just have to, you just have to wing it. And if you can find somebody that been there, like that's when I, you know, we had to have strong social skills. So on my mm-hmm. first trip, I just happened to run into people that been down there. And that's how I kind of found out what to do in the early stages. But when the internet start, start popping and, st- and we start really using that, what I would do, I just start researching stuff and seeing what's there to what's there to do and go from there. Like when when I did the trip, the Australia trip I just I just uh told you about, that was mad research. Yeah. So I spent a lot of time on the internet and that's why me and BJ we had a um we had so much to do. Yeah, yeah. That makes sense. 
So have you noticed uh, an increase in travelers from the U.S. in the last couple of years and specifically uh, black travelers? Yes, I have. I've seen a great increase. And I think a lot of that has down, it has, has been due to uh, social media. Mm-hmm. Because I remember when I first started traveling, now I, I didn't really see them like that unless they were uh, unless they were military or I used to run into celebrities or be now and then, whether they be on tour or doing whatever they had to do in that particular country. Mm-hmm. So um, I would say, yeah, I've seen an increase, especially with, with sisters. I say that the, the black sisters, I've been seeing them really start to get this travel on within the last five years, you know. Oh, and, um, so that's why you're traveling so much. <laughs> yeah, they everywhere, but you know, I, I ain't been to a country yet where there ain't no woman at, man. So I always feel <laughs> <laughs> if, if a country where there ain't no woman at, I don't need to be there. <laughs> right, right, right. Nah, that's real cool. So uh, at what point did you turn from taking snapshots to making videos to turning it on yourself and, and starting to kind of speak for yourself and show the world from your view? Well, actually, let me tell you how that started. That The videos actually started almost 20 years ago when I came back. Remember, I came back with the famous Rio de Janeiro tape. <laughs> Anybody oh, yeah. that's seen that tape, that was legendary. That was that, I can't believe that was about 16 years ago. <laughs> but um, what happened was... I was just so happy to go to Rio. For y'all that don't know, Rio de Janeiro was my first trip and how I found out about Rio. You know, we all love hip hop was from the Ja Rule Holla Holla video. I'm gonna keep it real. Oh, Once man. that dropped for, the, for those, I don't, you know, we got different people that's listening to the age groups, groups back, back in the day, Ja Rule was popping back in the day. People people <laughs> wanted, regardless of what he went through with, with, uh, with 50 man, people, Ja Rule was popping at one time. And, uh, he did that famous holla holla video when we was in high school and part of it was in LA and a lot of it was in Rio. So that it happened and okay, so I'm on, we gotta go to Rio and I was just gonna take pictures and my and my best friend, a dude named Antonio Gray from the South Side of Chicago. You remember I used to bring Antonio around? Don't you remember yeah. him? Yeah, I remember him. Yeah, so Antonio, uh, he was like, man, we gotta videotape this. And I said, you know, you're right. He brought a, a, a camera, I can't remember, it was one of our mutual friends. I cannot remember who it was for. If anybody listens to this and you can remember who let us borrow the camera, please let me know. So we get down there and Antonio, he on it, man. So we taped everything, mm-hmm. man. And it was crazy. So I brought it back. Everybody was feeling my personality and they was liking it. Everybody was laughing, man. Cause I had every, you know how I talk, man. I, yeah. you know, I've been the same way since way back in the day. Exactly. So um, so that's how it happened. So that's that was the first time I ever you know, that's the first video I ever made. And my my best friend, he still has a tape. I need to try to, you know, get it in just for for, for historical aspect, aspects because I want to show because at that time, I've learned too, traveling has changed a little bit since the Instagram. Because every, it's like everybody doing everything for the ground. Back then, man, we were just having fun. And, yeah. if, and if you did have a video camera, people was happy to be on it because everybody wasn't no camera phones like that. Yeah. We was really, and that's, what, that's the only thing, man. It's good to have social media in, in a sense because you can show people things right away, but sometimes you got to put it down and just enjoy the moment. That's mm, the only that's thing real. that I think. Yeah, so my early trips, man, you know, that was fun because I didn't, you, you didn't care about taking a picture. You didn't care about putting nothing on Facebook. You just had fun. In Brazil, in Rio, man, I remember I was having so much fun down there. I looked up, I didn't even know what day. I was like, what day is it? You mm. just having nonstop fun, man. And in Rio, and I've been back, I was back, I was in Rio for Carnival uh, 2018. Mm-hmm. And it was my first time back to Rio since you know, at that time, probably it was about 15, 14 years. And I could see how much Rio has changed 
and, it, and, and it's still a great place to go, but it's not like the old, the old days, man, because yeah. so much has just changed, man, because of the social media, they have the Olympics down there. So they cut out, they cut a lot of stuff out that was going on back then. Cause I'm gonna keep it real, you know, we, we uh, you know, me, it was mm-hmm. back in my, when I was, it was more so just catered to men. Men would come all across the world and it was like our paradise, mm-hmm. you know? We would have the time of our life, you know? So you can just imagine what was going on back in them days, man. All right, don't get in trouble now. <laughs> <laughs> don't get me yeah. in trouble. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, it, it was just a lot of praying going on. We were uplifting and, 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 and motivation, you know? You stupid, you so stupid. <laughs> what about uh, seeing the people there? How does that strike you? I know a lot of places you go might not have, uh, you know, some of the things we used to in America, and you might see some, uh, some people living a lot realer than we are. So how does that affect you? Oh man, it affects you in a real way. It makes you grateful because I have to say, you know, the reality of, the reality of the world, you know, you have poverty, you have ghettos everywhere. But at the same time, man, I've seen like, for instance, I hate to use this place as an example because they always try to emphasize on, on the negative. But when I was in Africa, I did a video when I went to the Kibera slums. If I'm not mistaken, I think it's the biggest slum in Africa um, and one of the biggest slums in the world. And just mm-hmm. to see how, man, you know, I went to one area in the video where they, he was using the bathroom outside. It, it, it was just like, wow, man, like I just can imagine living like that. And you know, even in some of our worst neighborhoods in the States, I'd rather be in our ghettos if I have to be in poverty than in some of theirs just because of living conditions. Cause even if you in the, in the projects, you don't mm-hmm. have running water. Right. You know, in some places I've seen, they didn't have that. But the, at the same time though, this would trip me out. But even in that condition, I seen a lot of people smile and and, and, and really weren't complaining. It seemed like they were still, they still had some some form of happiness. Right, they're not tied down um, to all the, the pressure of the world. Or the or pressures of the world. So I, so I got to see that aspect was kind of tripping, was kind of tripping me out, man. I'm like, man, a lot of times, man, we be, so one thing, you know, so unthankful, you know, even in our worst conditions, but somebody, you always got to know if somebody living worse. And I've seen the same thing in the favelas out, out in Brazil. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm like, man, this, you know, you know, I remember just seeing just some of these, we, we, it was a big party we did back in Brazil uh, that I went to back in the day. And some of those ladies that were at the party was from some of the worst areas, but I'm like, they still were, 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 were extremely beautiful. They still were smiling, they still was happy. I'm like, man, like, you coming from this condition, and you, and you partying like this is 1999, you know, like the song. Right. It, was, it was like, it was just crazy to see that, man. Yeah. Man, experiences of traveling, man, is just unbelievable, bro. Uh, I don't want to harp too much on the negative, but like, what are some of the things that you uh, you don't like? What are some of the uh, the bad spots that you've run into? Like, are there things that happen all the time you don't like? Are there some hard travels? Uh, you know, plans uh, that don't go through? That's a good question to ask, man, because another thing I've noticed, especially with social media, a lot of people be on these things lying, just acting like everywhere they go to, they like, oh, this, this is just wonderful. No, I've, I've been to places I didn't like and don't want to go back to. Mm. You gotta, you gotta tell the people the truth, and you know, a lot of people might see, might get mad when I say this because so many of our people love this place, but I did not like Cairo, Egypt at all. Oh yeah, yeah, I didn't like it because you know, I know. Don't get me wrong, it was great to see the pyramids. The pyramids were absolutely beautiful. I'm glad I got to have the opportunity. But a lot of the native, for those that know the history of Egypt, the, the Nubians, a lot of the native uh, Ethiopians, I mean, I'm sorry, not Ethiopians, but Egyptians, 
you know, they're, they're really not in control. It's more so, more so ran by the, the outsiders and they've been there for a long time. You know, there's a lot of strong Arabic influence in Egypt. And, and in my opinion, mm-hmm. um, I just feel that the ones in, in Egypt, they weren't, they didn't really respect the Nubian culture, you know, the, the, the original people of the land. I, I feel mm-hmm. like everything was just money orientated. Like I, I'm trying to look at the pyramids, man, they they just stayed in my face. I almost had a soccer dude in his face. Like, man, just leave me alone. Let me just look at this, man. Look, man, I buy some later. I just want to look at the, the pyramids, man. And, right, you know, right. it, 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 was, it was just Cairo. Now, also, I'm, I'm just talking about the city of Cairo. Now, Egypt, I didn't get the opportunity yet to do Alexandria and Aswan and all the other space, Sharma Sheikh, which I've heard great things about. I'm talking about Cairo, Egypt, yeah. was a bad experience for me. So I want to make sure I, I, I want to make sure that people understand that not the entire country Egypt, but that particular location. Yeah. So I, I didn't really enjoy myself there. Um, I don't regret going because at the same time I'm still grateful and got the opportunity to see the pyramids. Right. Um, also, um, this this is gonna be funny because I, as you know, I love Italy. I've, I've been had the opportunity to go there a few times, but I wasn't. Uh, I didn't particularly care for Naples. Naples was. It was like Naples was extremely dirty. It was mm. in trash everywhere. It smelled horrible. Oh, and the man. crazy thing about it, yeah, Naples, but the crazy thing about it, you know, 30 minutes away was paradise. You know, Capri, mm-hmm. out the Mafia Coast. So it was so it, it was crazy. Let, 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 you know, so once again, you know, I love Italy. I just didn't like Naples. That, that yeah. wasn't a good experience for me. Another place I didn't have the best experience was, was Chile. When I got to Chile, I just felt the people were kind of cold, distant, mm-hmm. um, and um, I, I didn't particularly care to go there. Uh, I mean, they had one area called Vapraiso that was very beautiful, but overall, I didn't like that experience. So yes, it's, it's going to be times too where you travel and you're not going to like a place, you know. Mm-hmm. Just like in, in America, you might go to a particular state that you don't particularly care for. Right. So you got you got you got to keep this in mind that everywhere you go don't necessarily mean you're going you, you know you don't you don't like it. You got to be honest enough to say, hey, this is my... Tell all oh, one thing about me, I try to tell the people the truth. A lot of, you know, I don't try to tell the people a fairy tale, mm-hmm. you know, and I see a lot of people um, posting a lot of fairy tale stuff and, and, and afraid just to really tell how their experience was. You know, they, they, they don't want to tell you, hey, you know what, I got I got bamboozled. I spent a little more, you know, than, than I was supposed to spend. I mean, mm-hmm. I had to leave the location. That, you know, it wasn't like it, 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 they showed it on the internet. I done been through all these particular stages in travel. Also, yeah. too, one thing I learned about traveling, in all cases, saving money, you know, <laughs> it, it ain't always the best. You got to make sure, um, especially when staying somewhere, I know a lot of people like to mess with the Airbnb. And my experience with them... Oh, the Airbnb? Uh, yeah, the Airbnb, I'm sorry. The, yeah, the Airbnb. Yeah. Get it on that. I ain't trying to get off set. I'm just trying to get, give it everything real. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I remember I had some experiences, some some interesting experiences with them in, in Europe. Like one of my trips, uh, I went to Spain. Yeah, and uh, I, I I stayed in southern Spain, and I and I found a nice apartment that I that I thought like, man, it's real nice. Yeah. But what I didn't know, this apartment was on top of a mountain. Oh my goodness. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So after this trip, no exaggeration, man. I got the picture to show it. I lost about twenty pounds, man. I, Hiking I up that mountain. Hiking up that mountain. So oh, these are things you gotta take into, take into account. Then on the same trip, I leave the south of, the south of Spain and I go to the south of France. Yeah. Now all the Mediterranean is beautiful. So I have a nice 
apartment walking distance from the Mediterranean. Yeah. But this woman had a nice apartment. The apartment was wonderful, but what she didn't tell me, she had electricity problems. So I was in the dark. I didn't have no electricity. I'm in the south of She ain't paid a bill. <laughs> I don't know what happened. It wasn't even the bill. It was, it was just something wrong within the, um some piping or something broke, you know? Wow. And these are things that can happen. So, so, so you gotta, so sometimes it's best just to play with that hotel because at least they might have a gener generator mm -hmm. or they'll put you in another hotel. So sometimes yeah. you gotta know where to play the apartment or play the hotel. See, these are the stories that, 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 that people are not telling. Then I had another situation with the same company where I'm in Budapest, Hungary. Mm -hmm. And um, our department was amazing. But it was an old apartment from like like the 1800s. Oh, so shoot. they didn't have no elevator and it was like on the 10th floor. So mm. we coming back hanging up. And I had to walk up all up and down them stairs, man. Oh man, <laughs> that's crazy. Yeah. So uh, food wise, how how you like the different cultures and experiencing like food and uh some of the things that they hold sacred in different places. You you have any wow, that stand out? I, I knew the food. I, I knew the food question was coming. Everybody like to eat. That's that's that's, that's everybody like that. Feed me now. Um, yes, sir. Yeah, you know, you know, you know. What's so, let me, man. I got an interesting story about the food. I, I automatically assume that my best food experiences would be like in the uh, in the urban countries, like of course on, on the continent, in the Caribbean, in South yeah. America. Actually. Yeah. My best food experiences, I have to be honest, would have been in Europe. Mm. <laughs> I gotta keep it real. When I went crazy in Greece, I love I love their food, the gyros and all mm. that type of stuff you can eat in Greece. Mm -hmm. Italy, of course, the pizza, the pasta. I yeah. ate like crazy there. Um also, this might be I tell the story all the time. One of my probably my best food experiences was I just talked about Budapest. I was in Budapest, Hungary. Mm -hmm. And um, it was this American brother uh, living out there that I got connected with because he went to college with one of my homeboys. Yeah, but he was taking me around Budapest, and I cannot remember this restaurant. I gotta, I gotta uh, look at my messages so I can give him a shout out. But it was an all-you-can-eat restaurant, right? And you mm -hmm. had four hours you can eat all you can eat and drink all you can drink as far mm -hmm. as juices and stuff like that. Right. And what was so special about this restaurant, not only did they have they native food, they had food from all around the world. Man, the food was so good. I ate so much. This is a true story. Mm -hmm. I went to the bathroom, threw up because I was eating too fast. Shame. <laughs> eating again. Oh, man. <laughs> So how you stay in shape over there eating all that food? Man, the same way you stay in shape in America, go to a gym. <laughs> that's that's yeah. universal, you know. Working out universal. That's that, yeah. you know. Yeah, you got. But you know what? But at the same time, man, you know, I, I, I've seen. You know, they've had the documentaries and all the food. But America, man, I don't know. Man, they they put all type of chemicals in the food. A lot of times, man, the food in the other countries be fresh. Yeah, so they so, did not put to make the fruit. What's the stuff they put in the fruit to make it last longer? Or I can't, like the pesticides um, and all that stuff. You know, yeah, man. He, oh, even over here in the Middle East, man, you be when that fruit get on the counter, you better grab it right away because it's going to rot. So you, mm. you, they want you got to eat it fresh. So That's a lot weird. of times, I think overseas it's kind of more healthy overseas than it is in America, man. Yeah, I believe you on that. Even like when I was in Ethiopia, man, they don't even have a McDonald's. So, you know, that country don't have none of that Western stuff. Ain't no McDonald's or no Burger King or nothing there. And they living good. They living good. Mm -hmm. Sure, you living good too, though. What's up with uh, the clothes? I know you get your clothes. Uh, you get people that, that can make them over there and you getting all the fresh gear from the crib. And 
Uh, oh yeah, yeah. You be seeing them doing them tuxes and in in uh linen suits and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, even over here, one thing I've I've, I've learned about about in traveling, man, even with the, the the fly fashions, a lot of times, man, when when the stuff gets to America, man, the prices go up way higher. Yeah. From the shipping and all that, you know, America, man, is is <laughs> they about that money. That's what I can say about traveling all, all you know all across the world. America gonna find everywhere to get some money about it. Mm-hmm. But um. But yeah, over here, man. Um, even when I was when I was living in Kuwait at the time, they had this place called Fitwell. Anybody that that, that worked in Kuwait, whether they was a contractor, military, a teacher, a lot of them know about Fitwell. They've been in business like since Desert Storm. Mm-hmm. And uh, I got put onto that place, man. And you go there, they got an area where you can buy your uh, material and take it there, and they make it. So oh, wow. when I had, man, so some of the stuff like you, you know, some of the suits and stuff you get made in America, man. They're gonna cause you about a stack, about a thousand dollars, eight, seven hundred dollars, man. So yeah. I'm getting that for half that price. Sometimes mm-hmm. I think I got a one nice suit for, for not that much money, man. So it, and also, but the best place to get the suits made is for those who who know about the travel, I say I have to say Asia, man, especially Thailand. I heard China too. I haven't made it to China yet. Um, but I know Thailand, man. When you get there, man, you can get all type of stuff made. Gotcha, gotcha. Easiest question, superficial question. Where's your favorite place been? Oh, wow, man. That's the hardest question ever, man. I get all the time. <laughs> oh, man. Forever. Forever. I really, I can't do a top five or got to be the number one, man. Yeah, give me top five. Okay, I have to say, uh, first of all, I, I got to go, I got to go with Brazil. Mm-hmm. Um, Many, and I, and, I, and I've tr- have tried with a few places. I'm not saying it's just because I've been to one place. So that's another thing I want to say real quick. When you get the opportunity to travel and you find a place, try your best to explore as much as you can. Because it, it, I, I say this all the time. If somebody comes from London to America and just go to New York, you can't necessarily say you have the American experience. Right. You have the New York experience, which is much, it's, it's even New York is different than even crossing the, uh, the state lines going to Jersey. Jersey yeah. is different than Pennsylvania. Yeah. So um, Brazil, I've had the opportunity to go to different cities like uh, Rio de Janeiro. I've been to Salvador, Bahia. That's like being in Africa. That's that, that was a major slave port. A lot of people that look like me and you was there. Yeah. Sao Paulo, like New York on steroids. I've been to the south of Fornopolis. It's an exotic island in Brazil. So I got to experience different aspects of Brazil. So Brazil is up there. And it's not a particular order, just my top five. Mm-hmm. South Africa is another one. Like, so when I'm in South Africa, I feel like I'm at home. Like, you know, I had the opportunity to go with jo- Johannesburg. I would say this, Johannesburg is my favorite city in the world just because I'm so comfortable there. I have a strong foundation of friends there. And they just, you know, Johannesburg, some aspects, I thought I was in Detroit. Like, you know, oh, so I was in, and I had this one block, I thought I was on Seven Mile. <laughs> then I go, then it has some some, some sub- suburbs that, that in, in my opinion, resemble our suburbs, whether it be Southfield or Oak Park or, you know, or, or particular places like that in, in yeah. Birmingham, Michigan. So, you know, I get, I get a lot of, uh, vibe like that out there in, in Johannesburg. So so Brazil and South Africa. Um, also, I would have to say Australia, just because, you know, I had the opportunity to go to Perth, Melbourne City, the Gold Coast. So I've experienced every coast of Australia except the top top. Mm-hmm. Uh, I love it there. Um, also, I would have to say Italy. I love Italy. That's every place except Naples. But <laughs> I love <laughs> I love the fashion. 
you know, it was just a fly place to me. And for that fifth spot, ooh. Forever. I would have to, oh man, this is hard now because I just had a good, I'm, 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 I'm going to, this, this might be wrong, but I'm going to do a tiebreaker. I'm, I'm going to say Spain and Japan. Okay. They time for Yep, those, those spots. That's cool, that's cool. Uh, how many passports you've been through? <laughs> I'm on my third, I'm on All my right. third. So do you have an official country count, how many you've been to? Uh, hold on one second. Last time I counted, uh, I was like at 70. Where are you going next? Oh, wow. Um, I have a plan to do a little uh, Southeast Asia to, little tour. Mm-hmm. I want to start in Singapore. I was looking to hit Malaysia, uh, Bali, and the Philippines. Okay. And I'll know soon, and, and it's a good possibility I'll be back in Africa next year. I'm, uh, I mean, not next year, but next month. But uh, um, I'll have that confirmed in, in a few weeks. I like to hear that. All right, my last question for you. What's that, bro? Are you ever coming back? Not today. <laughs> that's what everybody said. I've been overseas a long time. You know what? Uh, wow, that's. I want to kind of come. I kind of wanted to come back for uh, a few years. I, I, I really want to, you know, just show the importance of traveling in our ur- urban communities. Mm-hmm. So I say, yeah, I want to come back for it for a time. But I do want to retire overseas, though, because I think the life is much easier and less stressful and a lot cheaper. Gotcha. But I, I think I would like to retire close to America, maybe a Caribbean, Central, or Northern South America. Okay, so we still got to uh, hop on a flight and take a boat to come see you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's, that's, that's what it looked like, yep. <laughs> I hear you on that, man. That's all right, man. Um, real quick, where can where can the people find you? What's your, what's your uh, social on, media? On the IG, on the IG you can... Uh, Hit me at The Face of Travel. The Face of Travel. Then from there, I have a link of my videos that we talk about, some of my famous videos. Mm-hmm. You can go straight to the, to the Face of Travel link and you have my, you see my videos in Kenya. Uh, you can see my videos in countries like Oman that people might not be familiar with, Turkey. So you can hit me on the, on, on the, on the Face of Travel, man, on, on Instagram. And from there, you can get, get my, others, uh, my other information. James, my dog, I appreciate you, man. Uh, Definitely want to get up with you and hear all your uh, your fun stories. And this is just the tip of the iceberg. Anybody that knows James knows that uh, this conversation could go on for hours and hours. But uh, I appreciate you, man, just shedding light, man. You uh, you doing it for all of us. So we look forward to your videos. And I thank you. And I appreciate you being supportive for over, over the you know the course of my life when I moved out to where we you know where we grew up at um, for that part of my life, man. So uh, I, I appreciate your support. And the next time, man, when we, when we get on uh, and do another interview, we can go in depth. Like uh, you know, like I, I would like to talk about the process of uh, how it was to get the passport and my first you know my first trip as far as a beginner because people might want to hear that. All right, then then break down, just have a whole segment where we just talk about African countries. I I talk about the European experience, man. So I'm definitely looking forward to more uh, talks with you, bro. Absolutely, man. You're going to have to teach a class, a master class. (laughs) For sure, for sure, man. I appreciate it, bro. I'm going to get with you, dog. All right, man. Holla at your boy. Man, I am so appreciative of James for scheduling those moments across the time zones to talk with me. It was a dope conversation. I'm really glad we uh, were able to work it out. Uh, Like I said, it took a while, but we made it happen. So I hope you enjoyed it as well. It would be too easy just to encourage you to travel and go see the world and expand your comfort zone. I mean, we already know that. We're all finding new ways to get out into the world. 
We're all filling stamps. We're all making memories. James is just one of the smart ones to get out there and get moving before things took off. <laughs> no pun intended. The famous quote says, everybody is a genius, but if you judge a fish by its ability to climb a tree, it'll live its whole life believing that it is stupid. The standard model of the world is not set up for everyone to succeed. I mean, you might need it to pay bills, maintain lifestyles, raise your kids and more. But if this is not your passion, are you even finding your genius? The best credit I have for James is that he found his genius a long time ago and has literally flown everywhere with it. Some of us, I mean, hell, a lot of us have either yet not captured our genius or we're just ignoring it for some reason. At the same time, how many times have we allowed someone to judge us by how we climb the trees of the world? We're all blessed with amazing gifts and talents. If we don't use them, we will lose them. But God knew what he was doing when he made us. So let's return the favor by moving to and through our genius to see where it leads us. In this day and age, the sky is no longer the limit. It's actually the front door. Life comes at you fast. I'm just trying to keep up with yesterday. But I'll be back soon to unload some more of the good, bad, and ugly. And I hope you'll join me again. Because after I get back from the next trip, I'm definitely going to need some help trying to find out where did I park. park, park.